Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. I'm Teresa Melito connors a doctoral-level educational administrator and mental health practitioner focused on helping you, our world's helpers. Every day, we have a choice to prioritize our well-being, to incorporate reflection, recovery, renewal, and resilience strategies into our lives. However, those of us who step up and serve our communities in healthcare, education, nonprofit spaces, and more can struggle with putting ourselves first. I've seen this firsthand. It's a challenge. Enter Dr. MC's Self Care Cabaret Podcast. Here, we have real, intimate conversations with leading experts passionate about accessible, sustainable self care in its 10 domains. It's all about the hard work we can take on together to find our spotlight. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to share a little bit about work-life balance statistics and remind you that you are more than your job and there is more to life than working yourself to the point of it's no longer healthy. So when we look at some work-life balance statistics across the country, It's noted that 48% of Americans consider themselves workaholics, and only 23% of those are financially motivated in doing so. Often we think that there must be a financial component for why folks work themselves as hard as they do, but that's actually not what the statistics show. It's also noted that 91% said that they experience an unmanageable amount of stress in their jobs. Stress will kill you. We need to shift this narrative and begin to prioritize ourselves over anything else. One in three American adults is sleep deprived. We know that 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated. And over the years, the vacation scores, meaning like folks taking their actual earned paid time off, have plummeted. We have one of the worst vacation scores globally. A study published in 2019 found that an average American used only 10.2 days off. That is not enough, friends. And from 1976 to 2000, the average American took more than 20 days off per year. But since then, the numbers have been rapidly declining to only 16 days in 2015 and then the 10.2 in 2019. It's also noted that those of us that work 55 hours or more per week have a 1.3 times higher chance of having a stroke than those who work standard hours. This is serious. It is time to take control of your health and well-being so you can be the best you possible. Self-care is a choice and you have a choice. And with that, today I welcome Dr. Gary Lindner to the podcast today. Dr. Gary received his doctorate in physiology and has held faculty positions at major universities. Dr. Gary has over 30 years of business experience and success from startup ventures to multinational, multi-million dollar biotechnology companies. Dr. Gary has authored numerous health-related articles and is featured in videos, audio, and publications. Dr. Gary has been a self-care advocate for nearly 25 years and is dedicated to helping people become aware of and make choices toward a healthier life. And here is our conversation. (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much for joining us here, Dr. Gary. I'm excited to chat with you more about self-care, our shared passion Definitely. about self-care, I should say. Definitely a shared passion. So, And, and Teresa, thank awesome. you for, for inviting me. I, I really appreciate it. And thank you for all the good work and your self-care advocacy and information you're giving to everybody. So, Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And so right out of the gate, I love to ask my guests, how do you practice self-care? Well, for me, this actually came about, like it does for many of us, uh, when I was in my mid-40s. And uh, all of a sudden, my health wasn't. I didn't have the energy I used to have, everything else. So I started. And as a physiologist, I I really kind of, you know, I understand how the body works. Um, so I, I looked at some things in different ways to, uh, uh, restructure my life, uh, basically. And I came across a philosophy called the five pillars of wellness. And it's about having, uh, balance in your life, a healthy body, healthy mind, healthy family, healthy society, and healthy finances. And if, you know, mm. each... You know, and I love the little quote that, that you did in your uh, last podcast saying, you know, that self-care is more than just uh, bath bombs. <laughs> and a smile. I mean, absolutely yeah, it is. I thought that was absolutely great. And then you also mentioned uh, using vision boards. So that's something I adopted mm. as well. And, and you've probably found out as well as I do. Be careful what you put on those vision boards because they come through. I mean, they really do. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so, so I looked at this philosophy and I'd never really thought of my life that way. I, uh, you know, pretty much went to school, got my doctorate degree, started to teach at different universities, UC Davis for one of them, um, and uh, then started a company and focused most of my energy there. Even when I got married and had four children, most of my energy was focused there. And really what I found, and this is probably when I was about 45 or so, uh, that that type of lifestyle was really taking its toll and starting to take its toll on my health. Mm. And um, so I tried to restructure that. So if you look at my vision boards, which I've been doing now for more than 25 years, um, they are they that. are really in these five key areas, healthy body, mind, family, society, and finances. And I don't think many of us look at our life that way and creating that type of balance. And it's, and it's very important because if one of those areas are out of balance, all the others are out of balance as well. So for example, if you're having Absolutely. some health challenges, does that affect your mind? Well, obviously it affects your body. Does it affect your mind? Yeah, what you're thinking, sure. Does it affect your family? Yeah, does it affect your ability to contribute to society? Does it affect your finances? Of course. I mean, the, you know, the mm. largest cause of bankruptcy in the U.S. is medical bills. And it's and you know, so very important yeah. to have balance in our life there. Um, you know, I, and I'm an advocate for these, for these five areas. And as a physiologist, with my self-care program and my self-care advocacy, I focus a little bit more on physical health, on, on, on maintaining a healthy body. And one of the things about our bodies that has always intrigued and amazed me is its ability to regenerate and renew itself. You know, we got 50, yeah. we got 50 yeah. trillion cells in our body. You know, 
And 10 trillion of those make up our physical body. The other 40 are in the microbiome and the gut and, you know, uh, things along those lines. But um, we need to replace 6 billion cells a day. Now, just think of that. That's a pretty daunting task. I mean, we replace, we replace the largest <laughs> organ, our skin, every 27 days. You know, our entire skeletal system every right. 10 years. Uh, you know, nervous tissue, our our, our gut uh, lining, our, our taste buds every three or four days or 10 days, I mean, very quickly. So our ability to do that really from a physiology standpoint is called homeostasis, and that's our nature. But to do it, we need to provide our body with the tools to do that. So there are five key elements that everybody needs, and this is kind of what I focus on, all right, in a very natural way. We need, we need air, okay. right? Yeah, we, we breathe yep. 23,000 times a day. <laughs> you know, we can only live three minutes without yep. air. We need water, 70% water, mm. and we need to stay hydrated. The issue here is 75% of us walk around chronically dehydrated every day. That's so crazy, right? It yeah. is so simple. I used to tell my kids, <laughs> water is not a, a beverage choice. It's an essential element, right? And, and essential, and yeah. I mean vital, I'm vital for life. We need sleep. And here's an area that most people ignore, and we could do a whole podcast on sleep. Too, in the future. And, and, <laughs> we and definitely I talk a lot could. with people about that. Um, you know, and it's, um, you know, and if we look at that, the average American now sleeps a full hour less than it did 50 years ago. We did 50 years ago, about six and a half hours, not eight hours like we need. All right. We need food. We need to nourish our bodies. Right. And, you know, choices there, fast food, added sugars to food, you name it. And so we look for natural solutions there as well. And the last thing, and it doesn't get enough attention, I think, is we need the natural energies of the earth, of our mother earth. We need the magnetic energy. We need the negative ions of the of the atmosphere. We need uh, uh, electrons. I mean, maybe you've heard about grounding uh, or, you know, grounding yourself to the earth. Uh, I, I, I forget mm-hmm. who it was that said this, but they said probably the worst invention ever made uh, that affected health was rubber-soled shoes because, that, because it insulates <laughs> us from that earth. And when we touch our right. skin to the earth, negative electrons just flow in and act as natural antioxidants. Uh, I'll tell you a quick little story. I was meeting with a friend of mine. I hadn't seen him for a couple of years, but I've known him since like second grade. And we were having dinner in San Francisco. And Will's a very busy guy. He's the CEO of uh, a big uh, uh, national sports uh, uh, stores. And uh, I said, well, you know, when's the last time you actually really, and he, and he lives in Connecticut, travels back and forth to New York. And I said, well, when's the last time you actually, and he's very into health. He's very, you know, he, he does everything to the max. I mean, the guy will ride 50 miles a day on a bike. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I said to him, I said, when's the last time you actually touched the earth with your bare skin? And he looked at me and he said, well, why? I said, well, just answer the question first. And he said, probably when my wife and I were on vacation in Florida five years ago. <laughs> but I mean, oh you know, goodness. but that's, 
I think that's kind of natural for many people. Um, you know, so there's solutions for all these that, that we can get, we can, we can get these vital elements the way nature intended. And I think, and I'm going to ask you a question. Are, are they currently in, are they in a, the way nature intended them to be? Is our air the way nature intended to be? Is our water? You know, and yeah. no, it's not. No, no. <laughs> you know, sleep, that's a personal choice, you know. And, and like I said, we could do a whole podcast on that. Um, you know, so these are pretty, the, you know, our body's pretty amazing, but we need these tools to do that. For real. Like we take so much for granted, just all the, the things it's doing all the time to keep us going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely right. And and we don't think about the, uh, many of these things. You know, it's like people, no. um, you know, if we look at it this way, well, here's here's where my passion lies. And I'll, I'll just jump right into that if you don't mind. What's our biggest health care challenge globally? Access no, actually, healthcare? it's chronic diseases. Okay. Oh, it okay. Is, it, sure. and, and I'm sure there's not a person listening to our podcast here that hasn't been affected either personally or with family members or friends. Sure. Or nope, that's accurate. I mean, you know, it's it's our biggest health it's our biggest healthcare problem in the US and globally. Um it's fifty percent of all adults have at least chronic disease and forty percent have two mm. or more. And forty percent of children. Mm. And they're showing up earlier and earlier in our lifetimes. All right. Yeah. And so, so this this is the bad news, but I'll get to the good news. In a little bit. All right. So <laughs> it's response. So, so if we look at that, it's responsible for seven out of ten deaths. It's the main cause for poor quality of life. Um, and by the time we're sixty-five, eighty percent of us have one or multiple chronic diseases. All right. And what do we do then? We treat them. How do we treat them? Mm. Usually medication, medication pharmaceutical drugs. intervention. All right. Right. And with that, you know, it's I got a couple of figures here just to show. So six point five billion. I just looked this up in 2021. 6.5 billion prescriptions were filled in the U.S. That's 20 wow. per person in our country. All right. Now, we represent 4.4% of the world population, yet we consume 75% of prescription medications in the U.S. This, this Now, we're quick to throw drugs at issues and not get to well, the root cause absolutely. of things. I mean, a little personal story. Had a checkup... Uh, uh, when was it? A couple months ago. And my primary care physician, you know, and I had some blood tests before, like you usually do. And he said, you know, your your uh, cholesterol's a little high. And he started to pull out his little pad. He said, you know, I'm, I'd like to prescribe some statin drugs for you. And I just looked at him and said, listen, you know me pretty well. And that's going to be a, you know, sorry for the pun, a, a tough pill to swallow for me. Well, right. Right. Have you ever heard of, heard of bergamot fruit? And he said, no, I haven't. I said, it's a citrus fruit that grows in Italy and is actually more scientific validation for reducing cholesterol 
and the levels of harmful cholesterols uh, than there is on statin drugs. So let me let me try yeah. that. And yeah, and he looked at me like I was from another planet. I mean, because they, no, they don't know they're not. That's yeah. not what they're trained to yeah. know about alternative medicines and other healing modalities. This right. is not the training. Sure. And so it, so there's lots of choices out there. And you, and you have to admit, our health is really a result of our choices, you know, our daily choices and our yeah. ongoing habit or lifestyle choices, you know. So what if, and dream with me here, right? What if? Okay. I'm a Pisces. Yeah, okay. I love to dream. <laughs> what if, and here's where my passion is and my main mission and goal, all right? What if we can change this? What if we can change to mm. where instead of 80% of us end up with chronic diseases, only 10% of us do? What if we can yeah. change it to where instead of 90% of our healthcare dollars spent on treating disease, chronic disease, 90% is spent on prevention and only 10% right. on treatment. All right. I dream oh, yeah. about this all the yeah. time. Dr. Oh, I, I do too. I do too. <laughs> and, and I think there are solutions, you know, so, so if we look at these five vital elements, air, water, sleep, food, and natural energies, they have drastically changed <laughs> in a relatively short period of yeah. time. I mean, hundreds of years. And biologically, do we change very quickly? No, we don't. No, no, we don't. It takes a long, long time. So maybe it's the condition of these five vital elements that are the main contributors to these chronic issues. So what would be the effect of drinking chlorinated water through most of your lifetime for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, mm. breathing unhealthy air. And where's the air most unhealthy? In our homes, in our buildings, where we spend 90% of our time. What would be that effect of getting all those contaminants and those environmental toxins from that air? What would be the effect of only getting six and a half hours sleep a night for decades? Yeah. What would be the effect of too much sugar consumption and too much fast food, you know, everything else? And what would be the effect of constantly shielding ourselves from the natural energies that our bodies need, that they that they require? Yeah. I'm pretty sure these are the main causative factors for chronic issues. So here's here's kind of I've had the opportunity in my lifetime and in my career to travel pretty much all over. And I was having dinner with a physician uh, in Jerusalem. And we had just kind of met each other and befriended each other, decided to have dinner. And he was originally from Ohio. And he was uh, uh, doing a sabbatical in uh, Nairobi, in Kenya. And uh, we're having a conversation on health. And I asked him, I said, Dr. Ken, since you've been in Nairobi and he worked at the hospital there, um, I said, what, what are the main health conditions? And he said, same as the U.S. Diabetes, heart, heart disease, cancer, stroke, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, you name it. Mm. Anywhere in the world you go where modernization, urbanization, all right, industrialization has taken place, chronic disease follows. 
and I think it is all related to environmental toxins. So when we're drinking water that has chemicals in it we don't want, chlorine and associated others, volatile organic compounds, what's that effect? That effect is going to end up in some type of chronic issue in any one of those categories. Well, my focus is to provide these the way nature intended. My gosh, filter your water, all right? And not only the water (laughs) you drink, but the water you bathe in. You know, one of of the main causes for uh, chloroform in homes are uh, showers and bathing in hot water before it turns into a gas, and that's from the EPA, you know? So get get good night's sleep. And make it a priority. I never, I never sacrifice, sacrifice sleep either. No, that's like the yeah. number one thing. <laughs> and it always cracks me up whenever I present. I always, when I get to like the rest domain, I always say to folks, you know, do you know you're supposed to feel rested and restored when you wake up in the morning? The looks that I get are just my favorite part. Well, <laughs> like they're horrified well, at, at the possibility. You wake up in the morning like you did when you were a kid. And the way I relate it, waking up on Saturday morning and can't wait to get to the baseball field. I mean, you know, just full of energy and ready to go. And that can be accomplished. And there's technology out there. So here's here's what I like to say. If we enjoy, and I think we all enjoy, the benefits of modern living, we enjoy indoor plumbing, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Air conditioning (laughs) and we enjoy uh, heating, central heat. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, enjoy the internet and all the Wi-Fi and other, all, all that the comes with it. Smog <laughs> we're surrounded by every day. All right. If we enjoy all these things, which we do, then we really need to use technology to counteract these effects or these side effects of technology. And there's a, mm. there's a, a way to do that. And the uh, term is biomimicry. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Um, It's a relatively new term, came to my attention uh, maybe 10 years ago, but was made popular in the 1980s. And what it is, is using science and technology to replicate nature. And so so that's that's my advocacy, is do that. And, And that really translates into an excellent self-care or prevention-focused healthcare system for yourself. Does that make sense? Cool. And so how would you get started with something like that? Well, get a hold of me. (laughs) Yeah. Fair. I mean, I've been doing this for 25 (laughs) years and it's, uh, um, and and there are things out there that people can, can utilize and do to do that. I mean, there are Lots of different types of water filters, but there are others that are better than others. I mean, same things with air filters. Mm. Did you hear the news about our exciting new offering from the Self Care Cabaret? We're calling it Talkback. If you're familiar with the theater space, you may have participated in a Talkback before. After a performance, the cast and crew will come back on stage to chat with the audience and answer questions. Think of it as a casual, guided discussion. 
Inspired by this and by popular interest, we've come up with a talk back for the Self-Care Cabaret podcast. Groups will listen to a podcast episode or two of their choosing. Then I'll come and lead your discussion either in person or virtually of those episodes, expanding on the big ideas. It's a great option for groups looking for short, impactful professional development or smaller teams looking to get an introduction to self-care and well-being. We have done a few of these so far, and let me say, they have been so much fun. So if you're interested in bringing a talk back to your group or organization, email podcast at drmcselfcare.com. And now, on with the show. Uh, you know, as far as diet or food, um, I think we all need to come to the realization that we need to supplement, right? Um, we just can't. I don't think we can physically eat enough food each day to provide our body with the nutrients it needs. I mean, 90. Well, a lot of food these days is stripped from like the, depending upon what you eat. And and I do, and I know we talked a little bit about this via email before the interview, but I do subscribe to an ideal given my lived experience about no right. bad foods. And what I mean, that doesn't mean that you eat Twinkies and, and whatever all day long. But what that means is that, when you label food as good or bad, you tend to give it power. And when you give something power, what do you want? Right. More of it. And then you deprive yourself of it and restrict yourself of it. And then you get into like a whole other thing, which is not what we're going to talk about today. But what I what I strive to help folks with is to get in touch with like, yeah, eat the Twinkie. But how did that make you feel? Do you feel as good in your body after you eat something super processed? Or does it make you just feel kind of yucky or heavy like getting in touch with how different foods make you feel and the satisfaction level and just general you know be getting in touch with those natural kind of hunger and fullness cues that your body will give you if you're willing to listen to it which you know but sometimes like it's okay but food politics is like a whole thing that makes me yeah insane. oh yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> and what we've done to food well let's take 80 percent of Items you find in a grocery store have added sugar. <laughs> right. Things that shouldn't have sugar. One of the funniest stories, this was a couple of years ago. I was so like, I was so proud of myself. I had bought um, pickled beets in this cute little jar. And I think I even got them at like Whole Foods or whatever. And I was putting them on salads. And I mentioned it to my mom's. I love beets, but beets can kind of, you know, you cook them and then the kitchen looks like a crime scene afterwards. So it's not necessarily something easy to prepare. So I was pumped to find these pickled beets. And so I mentioned it to my mom and she's like, check the ingredients, make sure there's not. And like, I laughed at her. I'm like, mom, it's pickled beets. And she's like, just check the ingredients. Sure enough. High fructose corn yeah. syrup added to it. I nearly went through right. the roof. But, when but, I, I mean, that's a great example, but do it just about yeah. I mean, 50% of breakfast cereals for kids. 50% of it's added sugar. I mean, Ugh. you know, so here's here's a couple statistics on that. 200 years ago, the average American consumed nine grams of sugar a day. Currently, it's 153 grams. And wow. why do we have an epidemic of type 2 diabetes? Or pre-diabetics. Yeah, I mean, our body wasn't meant to process or take care of that much sugar. <laughs> I mean, and and people don't yeah. even know they're really getting it. So you hit the nail on the head. Check labels, check labels, and check labels, and check labels. Yeah, but also though, check yeah. in with yourself. 
Like, I think that's really important, like to to see, like, I always think about, you know, I don't I don't deprive myself of something if I want something sweet or whatever. Like, I'll have it because I know what happens when I like I've done the the restriction path and that that wasn't good. So now, you know, I will honor myself and honor my hunger and allow myself to have it. But then sometimes afterwards, I'm like, oh, like, I don't feel like I don't feel good after eating that and having that awareness. So then, you know, maybe next time, maybe I do choose the same food again. Maybe I don't like, you know, and that constant checking in with yourself. Cause I do feel too, like we're just disconnected from our bodies. We're running around, we're, we're doing all the things and we're not taking the time. And I think you, you know, you kind of said in the beginning, you didn't really get into self care till a little bit later in life when you were kind of recognizing your own you know, aging and that things weren't doing what they, you wanted them to do as they maybe had been doing. Yeah, we are prior. We I really hope. <laughs> right. And I hope like that's a very common story. And when I was doing my dissertation research and interviewing folks, that was very common. Well, I didn't really start caring about like self-care and my health until I was faced with a health issue or until something happened or until I was forced to essentially. And like I hope and part of my work is to get younger generations and kids to start, you know, paying attention to this stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things I advocate for, too, is creating a wellness home. And again, that is providing the healthiest environment you can for you and your family. And many times people call this uh, like a uh, greenhouse for humans. <laughs> yes, like it's that. a nice analogy. Um, so so we, we talk about air purification in the home. We talk about water filtration. We talk about getting good night's sleep. Um, and at the same time, you know, staying well hydrated with healthy water. Uh, we talk about food choices and sure. reducing that that sugar. Um, the uh, do you get into like the certain um, like cleaning chemicals and different products that you uh, use? Yes, we that? do. Yes, we do. Yeah, uh, especially and and furniture. And if we can find ones that don't off gas, <laughs> you know, uh, mm. natural type organic. Uh, uh, made type furniture, things along those lines. But but the main thing, the main ones are really uh, the air, the water, sleep, paying attention to our choices for food, and, you know, getting some of the natural energies of the earth and the sun. Uh, yeah. And there's... Well, people underestimate the healing power of just, you know, a oh, sure. walk outside, a quick stand down at the beach. I mean, we're here. I know you're in California. We're here on the East Coast in Massachusetts. And, you know, we're very close to the beach where, where I live. And, like, can just be so healing to just go down there with your feet in the sand, walk around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you're basically grounding. You're connecting to Mother Earth. All those right. negative electrons are going in there, acting as antioxidants to neutralize oxidative species <laughs> reduce inflammation. Um, you know, so those are the things I talk to people about. And many times I'll, I'll start with a questionnaire and asking them, you know, how much water do you drink a day? How, what type of water do you drink? Uh, many times I get bottled water. Uh, it's their choice. Um, not a healthy choice. You know, that the, 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 the plastic, plastic, the BPAs, uh, uh, the microplastics. Yeah. Uh, somebody who drinks bottled water throughout the day, uh, they estimate they will ingest uh, 
enough plastic to equal a credit card in 30 days. And that doesn't belong, that doesn't belong in our body. I see the need no. for bottled water for emergency situations, all right, uh, where, where the water sources in that area have been contaminated or, you know, whatever. But for daily consumption, um, I'm not a big advocate for health, and I'm not a big advocate for bottled water for the health of our planet. I mean, you know, there are, yeah. So do you carry around, like I assume when you go – different places you probably bring, I bring water, water with, you, with like me water i have what i call a squirt bottle that has a filter in it it actually filters out any contaminants from any municipal source it's great in airports when you're flying uh, saves tons mm. of money you aren't spending five dollars for a bottle of water but i mean is it metal well, what actually, is it what is made it made a special made polymer actual... that doesn't have bpas or anything else and it's actually uh, actually oh, degrades cool. i mean if we if we were ever to get rid of it in a landfill it turns into dirt in six months you know so there, there are products out there and there are choices these and these are choices for people um you know that right. that one sport bottle if i were a bottled water you know single-use bottled water drinker i uh, would save 1500 bottles a year uh that 80 percent mm. of those end up in our landfill or ocean <laughs> yeah yeah and the thing people don't understand, too, I talk a lot about hydration and different techniques for hydration. And like when you're properly hydrated, you oh, absolutely better. <laughs> you actually feel just I, I find for myself, I feel more grounded and more present and just in my body. And I didn't even realize this until um, it was relatively recently. My acupuncturist noted that I was a little dehydrated some one of the days and I I try to stay hydrated. So I was a little taken aback that she said that. And then I kind of thought back and was like, oh, I have been lacking a little bit in my water intake. So I took some steps to correct that and just then really paid attention to how much better I feel when I'm properly yeah, absolutely. hydrated. And, you know, yeah. headaches, 90% of them result in dehydration. Absolutely. Most joint problems, you know, so you can list chronic issue after chronic issue. It's a result of chronic dehydration. So. so why do you think like some of these things like getting sleep, eating, you know, they, they seem somewhat obvious, but we know that people don't do it. Why do you think that is? Why is this so hard for people to prioritize? Uh, themselves? Well, again, it's, and you kind of hit the nail on the head. Very simple things, but we don't pay much attention to them. We don't pay near enough attention to them. You know, so I'll give a good example. I have another uh, friend of mine, a uh, couple of years younger than me, but very fit, very buff, right? And we were talking, and, and I asked him, I said, Ken, how do you stay in such great shape? He goes, Gary, I get up at 4.30 in the morning, so I can spend two hours in the gym every morning, and that's my routine. And I asked him, I said, so hmm. how much do you sleep each night? He goes, about four and a half hours. <laughs> and I said, Yikes. Hey, but, here's, <laughs> but, but, you know, I said, I said, Ken, you need eight hours sleep. And he says, I just, I can't fit my gym time in. And I said, I, I'd like you to read a book called Why We Sleep by uh, uh, Matthew Walker and, uh, and, and take a look at that. And I said, but, you know, maybe you're fit today and feeling pretty good. 
but come talk to me in 10 years after four and a half, yeah. years, four and a half hours of sleep each night. Oh it, God, it, that's brutal. Yeah. I'm a nightmare if I don't get well, my eight well, hours. <laughs> you know, and, and William C. Dement said that sleep is the uh, most important determinant for health and longevity, more important than diet, exercise, uh, or nutrition. Uh, so again, there's yeah. a very simple thing. So my solution with many people for sleep is to, and, and I, I really think this is a major causative factor of health issues, is, is lack of sleep or poor quality sleep. Mm. The scheduling, just like you would anything else, all right? And Love it. Just yep. uh, prioritize it, schedule it, create a routine, um, and do the main and do the same thing with many of your other self care uh, uh, programs or aspects of it. Um, I am constantly, I constantly have water with me. People tell me, yep. oh, I, I just can't drink that much water, you know. Uh, I, I, and I advocate to drink half your body weight in ounces per day. Uh, <laughs> And that's, yeah, a couple of liters for most people. But that's what our body needs. And many people, after adopting that self-care part of their program to stay hydrated, you know, we'll do a a follow-up call or a Zoom, and they go, I don't get headaches anymore. My joints feel better. (laughs) I'm actually, I actually have more (laughs) energy. I mean, you know, it is it is amazing. But again, that's just giving your body what it needs to do what it wants to do, right. which is to repair and heal itself. And if you give it the tools to do yeah. that, like I said, it's pretty darn amazing. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm always telling people, you know, you have to listen yeah. to your body. And there's a great quote. If you listen to your body when it whispers, you won't have to hear yeah, it. <laughs> And then I love I love what you always say too that if, hopefully I don't butcher it but the healthy by choice not exactly. by chance yeah the healthy by choice and I think not that by that's chance because if we leave our health to chance as we discussed chances aren't very good we're going to be healthy I mean eighty percent right. of us will end right. up with chronic issues you know that will severely affect okay. in, in in many cases severely affect our lives and everybody else around us. You know? Yeah. My goodness. Well, you've given us so much to think about, Dr. Gary. I really appreciate it. And it, I know our work is is very aligned in, in what we talk about and what we kind of hope to instill in other people and, and get them to really take this seriously, because this is, this is serious is. stuff. It, it should, should be, be number one. Because without our health, yeah. what do we got? <laughs> Nothing. nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so how can folks find you if, if folks want to connect Well, we have you an or, informational uh, site that I think you're aware of called the selfcarehub.com. So we talk about air matters, water matters, sleep matters, food matters, energy yep. matters. We awesome. have a number of videos there. Uh, all my contact information is on there, too, under the contact form. So it's just all one word, selfcarehub.com. Or and or Perfect. on any of the social media platforms or Facebook, you can find me, Gary Linder, L-I-N-D-N-E-R. Um, or, awesome. We'll make sure yeah. that's all linked in the episode notes as well. And you've mentioned a couple other resources, different books and stuff. We'll try to get those linked in the episode notes as that's well. Excellent. Excellent. So 
Or they can email Gary at selfcarehub.com. <laughs> yeah. Cool. The self-care hub. I love it. we got the self-care hub and the self-care cabaret. I don't know. Dr. MC and Dr. Gary could just take this over nationwide, globally. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I awesome. think well, we really you. can have a big impact on people. And I, I applaud the work you're doing, Teresa. It's wonderful. So. Thank you. And likewise, because um, it is important and we need more people that preach this stuff and help people to really understand the importance of it. Um, you know, and less of that other stuff, <laughs> less of the nonsense and the noise that's out there. But thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It was great to connect with you and um, and for our listeners to hear you and to learn. Well, thank you, you very much. Appreciate it. Dr. Gary gave us so much to think about from his perspective and experience. I invite you to consider your own lived experiences in thinking about the choices you're making and how they may be impacting your health and well-being. And you may want to consider what small changes or shifts you can make that can have a big influence on your well-being. There are many things you can do that are quick, easy, and free that over time will have you just feeling better and healthier and happier. What's better than that? And when it comes to feeding ourselves, folks who have been listening to me for a while know that this is an area I struggle with. I'm in recovery for multiple eating disorders, and I credit my recovery to working with a talented eating disorder dietitian and learning about intuitive eating, mindful eating, and rejecting diet culture. So I want to reiterate that there are no bad foods. You do not need to stress out over food labels and sugar levels and such. Instead, I invite you to move back into your body and trust your body. See if you can get in touch with your hunger and fullness cues and just all the sensations that occur from the beginning to the end of a meal and even the sensations throughout. Get curious about those emotions and sensations and feelings that come up around eating. How do certain foods make you feel? Get curious. See if you can make some adjustments. I'm going to strongly recommend that this is an area you struggle with, that you go and listen to my podcast episode on mindful eating. It's a bite-sized pod, so it's short, and I will link it in the episode notes, as well as some other resources you should check out. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're feeling more energized and empowered. And if you liked what you heard today, subscribe and leave a review for this podcast on your preferred player. Also, in honor of my birthday month and recent birthday milestone, we are releasing bonus content during the off weeks. So we'll see you next week for more exciting Dr. MC content. Follow along on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. MC Self Care and Dr. MC Self Care Cabaret on LinkedIn. You can also visit my website, drmcselfcare.com, for the latest updates and to sign up for the cast party, my e-newsletter. And if you're interested in having me present to an audience near you, email info at drmcselfcare.com. Thanks again. Stay well and do good. 